Hey there, <laughs> welcome to another episode of Lakeside. I'm your host, Daniel Stombaugh, and I'm glad you're here with me today. We are going to have a transformational day today. We're going to take the next few minutes and talk about our identity in Christ, that is who we are in Him and who we are to Him. And this is powerful because identity brings purpose. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Lakeside. We're on episode number 32. And if you're following along in our Solomon Songbook, um, you can find this on day number 32. It's entry number 32. If you don't have the book Song of Solomon or Solomon Song, rather, um, I encourage you to go to the website, danielstombaugh.com, and you can purchase your copy there or on Amazon. And you can find it's a 90-day devotional that works its way day by day through the book of Song of Solomon. And I love this particular verse we're on today. It's Song of Solomon chapter 3 and verse number 5. And so we're going to see another shift in the story. And if you notice story between the shepherd girl and the king. It is the greatest song that has ever been sung. And it, that's what Song of Solomon is. It's a song. And Solomon makes this fanatically you know, powerful claim at the very start of the chapter of one with verse number one, where he says, this is the song of songs, the song of Solomon. And so we see that how, you know, what he's saying is this is the greatest song that has ever been written. Solomon wrote 1,500 songs, and he said, what you're about to read is the greatest that I've ever written. Not only that, but it's greater than any song that's ever been written. So anything that David wrote, even, the book of Psalms, his dad, he said that anything that's ever been written uh, up till this point, everything that ever will be written, this is the greatest song. And what makes a great song great is not the lyrics. It is not the melody. It is, in fact, the message. And so as we peel back the message of the Song of Solomon, you are going to find what makes this song the greatest song ever. And when you tune into it, it will capture your heart completely. And so we're here in chapter number three, in verse number five. And we saw how the bride went looking for the king. I mean, she looked everywhere. She tried to find him and she went to the watchman. She went all out of the city looking for him. And she finally finds him. And in this last episode, uh, we looked at episode 31. She said, I finally found him. Like, I found him whom my soul loveth. And the message was so strong. It's like, man, when you find God, when you really find him, man, don't ever let him go. Like, hold on to him and don't ever let him go about kingdom work without you wanting to be part of that. And so she's there with him. When she told him that, you know, something took place between the two of them. You say, what took place in chap between chapter four, 3 and verse number 4 and chapter 3 and verse number 5? Uh, I'll let your own imagination <laughs> tell you what took place because chapter number 3 and verse number 5 opens up with her and him and he is asleep. So something has taken place. <laughs> this is the part of the movie that goes black. The screen goes dark, you know, and the music plays really loud or there's, it just shows a candle, you know, burning or something. <laughs> it's like, oh, what's going on over there? Cover your eyes, kids. <laughs> you know, all this stuff has taken place. Man, there has been some lovemaking taking place there that has taken some lovemaking done took place. You know, that's what they say down south, I guess. But in verse number, chapter three and verse number five says this, I, I charge you, O ye daughters of Jerusalem, by the rows and by the hinds of the fields, that ye stir not up, nor awake my love until he pleases. Now remember in the last chapter, she grabbed him and she said, she looked in his eyes and she said, I am never letting you go. Like you have me. She tells him that, and all of a sudden, it's, then you got the music start to play, and wow, wow, in the jungle, the mighty jungle, the music plays. The next thing you know, she's telling people, don't wake him up. Don't wake him up. And I love this because, man, the greatest, one of the greatest feelings in the world <laughs> is to be able to fall asleep 
completely at peace with the one that you love. I mean, to be able to just, it's completely safe and it's completely, um, uh, you have no worries, no concerns. And that's what he fell asleep with her. Like his heart was safe with her and he fell asleep with her. Um, they just, it just, it drifted off together. And she woke up first and she's telling everyone around her, do not wake him up. And so you have the lyrics of this song, the words of this, of this passage. You know, she's making it very clear that she wants her husband, her king, to be able to rest undisturbed until he is ready to wake up. Like she's very protective of him while he is sleeping. I mean, that's when you sleep, you're the most vulnerable, right? But she's just letting him know, hey, I got up first and no one is going to wake him up until he is ready to wake up. So don't you even come close. If it's official business, it's going to have to wait because my man is sleeping is what she said. And the melody, the, the, the tune of this song is awesome. And what makes the passage so beautiful is that the bride is determined to protect the love of her life. Like she's determined to protect him. Not only does she have his heart and now does he have her heart, but he also has her protection. Now, at first glance you, may, glance, you may say, well, what could she do? How could she protect him? He's the king. He is the source of protection for her. How can she protect him? No, no, no. There's a lot of ways. <laughs> There's a lot of ways that she can protect him that even he himself uh, would have trouble providing. There's a lot of ways that she could bring to that, a lot of things she can bring dynamics to bring to that relationships that are unique and individual to her. And so she says, I'm going to determine to protect him. And he was important to her. And everyone around her was aware that just as she took watching out for him personally, that this was not just the love of hers. This was the love of her life. Like she made it very clear, this was not just a love of hers. This was the love of her life. There's a difference between the love of your life and someone that you love. <laughs> you know, there's a difference in that dynamic of that relationship that's, that's very, very different. And everyone around her, when she spoke of him resting, they were very much aware that this was not just a love of hers. This was the love of her life. And she was determined to protect him. Determined to protect that relationship, protect that safety, protect that unity, protect that connection. She was determined to protect that. The message of this passage is beautiful. Because remember we said every song has lyrics, melody, and a message. So the message is absolutely powerful. I charge you, you daughters of Jerusalem, by the rose and by the hinds of the field. These are things that gave that field value. The deer and, and the, the, the rose that, that fed there, that they gave that field immense value. And it says, by everything that gives this field value, or by everything that gives this, this area value, uh, you don't stir up. Don't awake my love till he pleases. True love, here's the message, true love is determined by the lengths and extents you would go to in order to protect it. And God loves it when we are protective of our relationship with him. Like you and I are protected by God. We have his, his protection, his protective hand over us, right? He, we pray, we ask God to put a hedge of protection about us. Well, you know, we're asking God to give us something he has already given us. And that is his protection. He says, you're mine and you're in the palm of my hand and I, nothing will, will take you out of the palm of my hand. He says, I have you firm in my arm and nothing will cause me to drop you or to, or to, or to, or disturb you. He says, I'm holding you tight. Even though, um, you know, we go through storms, you know, God doesn't always calm the storms, but he does always calm the Christian. Like he has 
has us in the palm of his hands. He says, you're protected. No matter what you're going through, you're mine and you have intense value and nothing can take that away from me. And so uh, God certainly protects us, but God loves it when we are protective of our relationship with him. So let me just encourage you, don't let anyone or anything put a damper or a constraint on your time with the king. You take your time with the king and you put the king in your protective custody. Right? Because that's what she was doing. She was saying, hey, listen, whatever you got going on, that's fine. But don't you wake him up. You, you, you take a step back. You're talking too loud. Step back away from him. This is, this is, he is mine and he is sleeping and no one's going to bother him until he is ready to get up. She was protective and nothing was going to break that. Amen. Get protective about God. If you found him, so I finally found him. You know, this is not just a love, a love in your life. This is the love in your life. God is not just a love. He's not just some, someone or something that you love. He is the love of your life, and you have searched your whole life to find it. Now spend the rest of it protecting it. Man, I remember the day that I met God, it was like, you know, seeing something for the first time, and you see this love, and you experience love for the first time, it just invades your heart with light. It's like, boom, it's just, whoa, it's overpowering. When you understand just how valuable it is, what you determine in your heart to do is to protect it. You say, listen, I've spent my whole life up to this point looking for you and trying to find you, and now that I found you, I'm going to spend the rest of my life protecting this relationship, protecting this on my end. You know, I can't control a lot of things that happen around me, and I can't control my own protection, but I, I know you got that, but I'm going to protect this relationship. I'm going to protect this. And don't let anything or anyone get interrupted of that and come in between that. If you have a time with God that you spend every day, you take that time and you say, this is my time with God and nothing interrupts that. Nothing. Man, we don't like to be interrupted, right? I mean, you got a routine. You don't like it to be interrupted or, or disturbed and Man, for me, my time is in the morning. That is prime real estate in my house. I have small children, and so when they wake up in the morning, man, they're going everywhere. And so just for that, that 4.30, 5 o'clock time frame, man, at 5 o'clock in the morning when that is still, everything's quiet, it's dark in the house. It's perfect time to sit there and talk to God. It's perfect time to just get along with God and say, God, here's my heart. Man, I want, I want to feel you today. I want you in my life. I want to be walking with you today. I want you and I to do kingdom work together. Open my eyes. Open my ears. Help me hear people's uh, words, what they're actually saying. Help me to see people's hurts. Help me to see into the situations that people bring across my path. Help me to see into those situations with clarity for the root of the problem. Help me to help somebody with a perspective view. Help me to help somebody with their hope and their belief belief. Help me to strengthen someone in your body with hope and belief today. Would you allow me to speak what I'm supposed to speak? Would you allow me to speak a word in season? Would you allow me to, to, to see a need? And would you allow me to, to understand what someone's going through? Would you allow me to have that? Would you help me with that? Man, that's my time with him and that's undisturbable, man. I don't, I don't want to give that up. I don't want to give that up. It's mine. This is not just a love in your life. This is the love of your life. You have searched your whole life to find this. Now spend the rest of your life protecting this. Let me ask you a question this, as you listen to this, this episode here, and that is, what lengths are you willing to go to in order to protect your relationship with God? What lengths are you willing to go to in order to protect your relationship with God? I mean, what's that worth to you? You found him. So what is the relationship worth to you? Is it worth uh, getting up early in the morning? 
Maybe it's worth staying up late. Maybe it's worth uh, uh, turning off Netflix. <laughs> Maybe it's worth signing out of Facebook or pulling off of Pinterest. Maybe it's worth taking a step back from a conversation that you know you shouldn't be part of because it, it's, it's, it's counterproductive to your relationship. It doesn't promote health in that relationship. Maybe it's other toxic people in your life that you have allowed into your life as a place of influence and you know for a fact that that is not working in tandem with that relationship with the king. I mean, either God is a love in your life or he is the love of your life. I mean, that's the real question as you start to walk with the Lord, as you start to grow in grace. God is either that. And you got to ask yourself as you get through going through this thing, man, as you start to grow with God, uh, what you're going to find yourself doing is you're finding yourself uh, faced with opportunities where you are asking this question. Either God is a love in my life or God is the love of my life. He can only be one or the other. And so when she wakes him up, she says, man, this, this king is, is, he's not a love. This king is the love of my life. You know? So I'll say it again. Either God is a love in your life or God is the love of your life. He can only be one or the other. So I encourage you today to find that that relationship goal. Find that, find that relationship goal that you want with the king and, and you determine, I'm going to protect this no matter what. I'm protecting this. God protects me. I'm protecting this relationship. Not because I'm afraid of what he'll do if I don't. I'm protecting the relationship because this truly is the one that my soul loves. Like this truly is <laughs> my true love. And I'm going to protect this with everything that I have. I'm putting God in protective custody. Man, that's awesome stuff. That's awesome stuff. Can you imagine what the king felt when he woke up <laughs> and found out? Maybe he got back to him. Man, I tried to tell you about this. We had a, a river overflowing in the East Valley, and I tried to get to you, sire. <laughs> but that girl, that, but that woman, <laughs> she wouldn't let me near you. Uh, why? She told me you were sleeping. Man, she told me nobody's waking you up until you're ready. Can you imagine what that's, how that stirred his heart? And we're seeing these wounds that have been repaired within her. You know, it takes, it takes boldness and it takes confidence in a relationship for her to stand up and say that about, about the king. It takes boldness for her to say, I, I am, I have the authority <laughs> to tell other things to take a back seat. Like that wasn't her in chapter one, but we've seen her in chapter number three now. She's starting to make these little, these little steps in her identity, you know, of royalty. And she's just taking these little tiny steps and she's breaking out into this identity of, of royalty here. And so when she tells him that, she says, man, it, that takes something. That took something about her to stand up and make that statement to say, don't wake him up until he's ready. I mean, something in her heart clicked and said, wait a minute, I have the right to tell these people that. I'm, I'm with him. I'm with him. And you have the right to look distraction in the eye and tell distraction to take a back seat. That is your God-given right as royalty, to look distraction in the eye and say, hey, listen, you're coming between me and my relationship with God. And that is not okay. I don't care what it is. You have the authority. Do it. Do it. Act on it. Stand up in your God-given right. Stand up in your authority and say, this is not congruent with my relationship with the king. It doesn't fit. This conversation is, they don't fit anymore. This doesn't fit in my walk with God. 
and be able to look at that and say that. And that's, that's not always easy, but you have the right to do that. So do it today. Man, stand up for what you love. This isn't just the love of your life. This is the love of your life. You spent your whole life looking for him. Now spend the rest of it protecting that relationship. That's awesome to me. Thank you so much for being with me today, and I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, our podcast coming up next is um, podcast number 33. I invite you to tune in. Uh, if you haven't followed, if you're not subscribed, subscribe. If you're listening to this on iTunes or on Podbean both, just click subscribe and follow, and uh, be alerted next time that uh, the next episode is dropped. And usually these are dropped about every week. And so I invite you to do that and be part of this journey with us. If you don't have the Solomon Songbook, I invite you to get it and go along here day by day with us as we go through the book of Song of Solomon. Thank you so much for being with me today. Hope you have a fantastic uh, time the rest of your day. Make sure you give away your smile. Your smile is your source, and the world is hungry for your source. So give it away. Your smile is the best representation that you have of God, and people need to see God more than ever today. God bless you. Hope you have the greatest day of your life.